Ellen Watt is a long-term researcher and is a causation force behind major changes in historical development. Born in Scotland, he watched the uh, subtleties of politics and media as they guided the population of the UK covertly into a European uh, amalgamation. He has been warning the North American people for some years now that the same process of centralization of power is also being carried out here. With historical documentation, he shows how cultures are created and altered by those in control, those in power, always to lead the people like sheep into the next pasture. Alan, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. Alan, I want to get your take on the state of the world. Without a doubt, a number of crises, uh, uh, crises situations uh, are being staged uh, at this particular point in time, uh, going down the gamut from, you know, being at phase six, you know, the whole swine flu scare to the economic meltdown to the situation with North Korea. Uh, you heard from the headlines that I mentioned earlier. Where, where would you like to start with all of this? Well, it is interesting uh, that since 2001, we've gone through one crisis after another, so you're quite correct. This is a, an age of crisis creation. And uh, it's interesting that uh, while Obama is sending money off to the United Nations for all its different programs and funding third world countries, he's allowing states back home like California to go bankrupt. And of course it won't be the first one to go down either, or the last one. And um, this is all part of a plan to bring everyone in to this new global structure that's not American, it's not a, an American world, it's not a British world. French or whatever, it's a global society where we're, we're being flattened down to the common denominator at the bottom. It's a planned society that's coming into shape, but meanwhile we're, we're getting stampeded from one crisis to another, and we're off balance. That's what you do with psychopolitics, you get people off balance. It puts people's energy off kilter. Yeah. Constantly worrying, constantly afraid. Uh, and in many cases, thinking more about themselves, they can injure the population, be so selfish, mm -hmm. uh, just be so afraid of them, their own um, ability to, to make ends meet. They yep. don't worry about anything else. They're bombarded with so much. They, they are bombarded daily with new crises, new worries, and we're punch drunk, basically punch drunk. And when this is going on, of course, we fail to see the major changes happening. Uh, the same changes, too, happening across the Western world, especially, uh, and the coming into view of this global society, this post-democratic system. That's what they're calling it at the top, is post-democratic. It's an authoritarian system that's been put into place. And the way they're introducing authoritarianism is through crisis after crisis, health authorities, uh, mandatory vaccines. Nations, um, and all the different agencies that used to be services now are authorities, and that's exactly what Lenin talked about a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. yep. Hey, Alan, I think it's so very important that people watching this show break out of the box of being in total fear of what the government might do to them if they speak out. I get a little bit tired, Alan, and you might as well, of people asking me, well, if everything you're saying is true, why haven't they killed you yet? Mm -hmm. And it, it gets tiring hearing this defeatist attitude because much of, of what they allow us to know is, is there for propaganda purposes, to keep us afraid. Oh, we have all of you on the terror watch list. Oh, we're watching you, we're tracking you. To the point where it's like, a lot of people are going, well, I can't email him or get involved with this because then they'll be after me. Isn't that a part of the plan, Alan, to keep people so afraid that they do nothing? Uh, oh, absolutely. I've had people write to me and, and they're too terrified to put their name or address in the letter. 
uh, even for orders, not kidding. And so how do you get it to them? Uh, so they don't think they're in a state of panic. And, and yet, when you go into various um, Google videos and listen to Brzezinski and uh, Kissinger and so on talking about the long-term agenda, they're not worried about the little people at the bottom. They're really, they really truly are not worried about uh, who's speaking the truth and how much of an audience we have because they know that the vast majority of the public will never believe anyone unless they're on mainstream regular daily media. Yeah. Chris Brzezinski is the foreign policy advisor to Barack Obama. Give us, in brief, your analysis. We're going to cover a lot tonight, Alan. Hmm. Glad you're with us. Your analysis of the situation, uh, what their real game plan is. Yeah, well, as I've always said, as the United States, um, as it has been since even before World War II, took over from Britain to push the global enterprise, uh, it, as they were finishing off the standardization of the world into the same global culture, monetary system, World Bank system, they would also start to pull the rug up out from under the feet of the Americans back home. That's exactly what they're doing. These guys tell us what they're going to do 50, 60 years in advance. And, and most people won't believe it, even when it's happening to them. Oh, already, Alan, uh, I'm hearing people say, don't we need a new world order? Uh, don't we need, I mean, new sounds good. Order sounds good. World sounds good. It changes good, yeah. <laughs> new world order, we can just party, Alan, it'll be so fair. Yeah, they, they truly believe it's going to be one happy big family, and but somehow we'll, we'll go on as usual. It's not, it's to be a planned society from cradle to grave, including who gets permission to breed or not breed or become sterilized. That's all under the United Nations uh, Department on Population Control. Uh, this is not to be a happy, a happy world where we choose things for ourselves. The agencies and government agencies will, will guide us all through our lives as to what we're supposed to do. I'm interviewing someone Monday at 1 at oraclebroadcasting.com about Obama's dangerous health care program. And we can see how ABC is given carte blanche. So whatever he wants, he doesn't get criticized on any stage. Mm -hmm. uh, interviews where the government and the media are literally one entity. Yeah, well, yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the health care, you see, I, I've watched uh, socialized medicine across the world. And uh, when you see what was brought in by Thompson in Canada um, back in the, the, I think, 60s or something, um, he was a eugenicist. It's up, there's even a video up on, on Google where he talks about the need to reduce populations and the, the weak and firm, etc., etc. And this is the guy who brought in socialized medicine. You see, services end up being authorities, and that really is their goal. It's, it's difficult to get a privatized system to go along and mandate inoculations, but once you bring in socialized medicine, it's now run by governments, and then government can mandate not just inoculations, but as I say, they'll eventually mandate who, will, who can breed, who will be sterilized, etc. And I'm not kidding about this. I've read so many articles about it uh, over the past year or so. Uh, on mandatory sterilization coming in. The UN just got caught, uh, they sterilized 400,000 women in Peru with the non-governmental organizations and their funding from the US and the big foundations like Rockefeller. They sterilized 400,000 women against their will. This is going on today. And people think, well, that's there. Uh, it would never happen here. Well, you are seeing the beginnings of it with socialized, government-controlled, authoritarian medicine. That's what it is. And on the topic of inoculations, you've got DynCorp. Uh, you took the mechanic, Grilling Rumsfeld, a whole ship of DynCorp. Uh, 
sex trafficking ring uh, involving trafficking, human trafficking of little girls and little boys. Mm-hmm. Um, in areas, they were doing this in areas where they were supposed to be giving out the vaccines, the inoculation. On the topic of sex, you have done about eugenics, and sterilizing certain populations, giving vaccines to uh, certain ethnic groups more specifically. So we have this article now about Canada, uh, your country. Mm-hmm. They are talking about mass vaccinations of the uh, Aboriginal uh, communities. Yeah, they want just to... They want the very young across the the country plus Aboriginal communities saying that they're most at risk. So anyone up to the age of 40, and then eventually they say they'll get round to the rest of the public. And uh, again, this is happening across the whole Western world. We shouldn't really be so localized. With our, 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 it's when you see the big picture. Every country in Europe, every country that went along with the anti-terrorism legislation across the world, are mandating all of the same laws at the same time. We're already global. That's what's obvious about this. There are no super states, just the illusion of it. I mean, yes. China kind of doing the same thing that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's all part of a global plan because they're already enforcing quarantines there, mm-hmm. making preparations, uh, just like here. But then I want to read something real quick, if I can, Alan, because I came across this information today and spread it around the web, this article that was written by Natural News. As we anticipate in July uh, release date for Baxter's AH1N1 flu pandemic vaccine approaches, an Austrian investigative journalist is warning the world of the greatest crime in the history of humanity is now underway. Jane Burgermeister has recently filed criminal charges with the FBI against the World Health Organization, United Nations, and several of the highest-ranking government and corporate officials concerning bioterrorism and attempts to commit mass murder. She has also prepared an injunction against forced vaccination, which is being filed in America. These actions follow her charges filed in April against Baxter, AG, and Aver Greenhill Biotechnology of Austria for producing contaminated bird flu vaccines, alleging this was a deliberate act to cause and profit from a pandemic. Summary of claims and allegations filed with FBI in Austria on June 10, 2009. Here we go. In her charges, she presents evidence of acts of bioterrorism that is in violation of U.S. law by a group operating within the U.S. under the direction of international bankers who control the Federal Reserve, as well as the World Health Organization, UN, and NATO. This bioterrorism is for the purpose of carrying out a mass genocide against the U.S. population by use of a genetically engineered flu pandemic virus with the intent of causing death. This group has annexed high government offices in the U.S. Specifically, evidence is presented that the defendants, Barack Obama, President of the U.S., uh, David uh, Navarro, U.N. System Coordinator for Influenza, uh, the list goes on. These are some of the people that she is uh, targeting in this uh, lawsuit. Alan, your comment. It won't get very far, to be honest with you, as, as we well know. But the fact is that, that um, it's true enough. Uh, see, that if the general public was to be hit with that, they would, because they live in mainstream media, they'll think she's crazy, number one. Uh, but the fact is, uh, Baxter Laboratories definitely did send those contaminated vials all across the, 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 the Europe. And if people had been inoculated with them, uh, they'd have done the very thing they said that they hoped nature wouldn't do. That is to put that type of combination in a human body, and you you become the fast breeder for the virus. So, so definitely she's quite correct in what she says. But this won't go anywhere uh, at all. And if you use this kind of stuff to the 
general public, um, they'll think you're, you're crazy because they can't imagine. They, can't, they, don't, they don't believe Obama could do anything like that or the government could do anything like that to them. They, they literally are living in a different world of, of partial fantasy, well, mainly fantasy and fiction from their mainstream media, you see. Uh, those who've been following this stuff for years know it's not off the wall at all. But, uh, you understand too the, the students are going for the this, mainly college students they recruit from uh, they're the generation brought up on video games and the most base culture that's ever been given uh, to the public and where the good guys are the winners they, they don't care as long as they're the winners and, the, and every movie they've seen every game they've played the guys wear the black uh, combat gear the big guns they're the winners we live in a different society today these people these youngsters truly have no idea of the past, they have no real bonding to, uh, to the past, but they've been already trained to be the aggressors and really the masters over the general population. Whether we're talking about professional wrestling, or whether we're talking about Hollywood, or whether we're talking about 24, we've seen this metamorphosis, especially since 9-11, where the hero has become the villain. Yep. Uh, for those of you watching that don't believe me, I mean, look at the superhero movies. We're being inundated with them. How long do you talk about predictive programming? I can see in so many ways how the movies in the 1980s have psychologically set the young men up mm -hmm. for this post 9 11 world by the time they got older. Yep. So, you know, how many terrorist movies were we seen in the 80s? Yep. You know, it irritates me when even Chuck Norris goes out there and he starts talking like he's some sort of uh, defender of the Republic. When Chuck Norris did his part, Alan, mm -hmm. uh, in, in amping up this fear. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, so many of them did. That's the function of Hollywood. Is yes, and I, I've read reports too where the Pentagon admits that a good part of his budget goes to Hollywood for movies. Uh, culture creation has always been used for predictive programming, and and it's true. They they know they knew thirty years ago they'd have to bring up a generation vastly different from their parents, divorced from the culture, divorced from the ordinary culture and traditions and background history of. The of their parents. Separate men, separate women, break down the, the generations. And what they've given them truly is not the good guy who goes out to fight for an altruistic purpose or to save other people. The, the guy today is the guy who wins. He's on a team. They all wear the same badges, the same patches. They're brotherhoods, and they're on the winning side. That's all that matters to them. 
the winning side, the winning team. Yep. Like that phrase goes, Alan, if you can't beat them, join them. That's it. And, and you know, young people too, that's how they see things. Uh, suddenly they're picked for something that's special. As soon as you hear the word special, you're special. You're in a special unit. Uh, that's a, Yeah, they have no wisdom. They have no wisdom to fall back on. And uh, that, that grabs them right there. And uh, they will never see another side of anything unless they hit about 40 years of age and, and start to get a breakdown or something and, and have to look back at, on things. But until then, you see, the conditioning for the military is an old science, how you're con conditioned once you're in the military to be on board, part of the team obey orders, part of the brotherhood, the bonding, all of that. And all of that military-style training has been used across the board and police forces, the multi-jurisdictional task forces, this, this even including firemen now, they're using all of that bonding into one big brotherhood and that is the new authoritarian winning team and that's what the youngsters want to be on they've already gone through, remember, years of being searched going into schools through magnetic uh, metal detectors they don't want to be on the other side they want to be the guys in the black clothes pushing everyone else through yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, they, they never felt any sense of control of their own lives. This is a great way to do it. That's right. People join the police force. Some, some, some really are protectors and want to help others. Mm -hmm. But along the way, sometimes uh, they change. Mm -hmm. They become a part of uh, what they join. Yes. So I want to ask you now about the global nature of this, though. How kids all over the world are getting ready for a big war. They get the Chinese kids younger and younger mm -hmm. and younger, getting them to. Uh, involved in military training, and so we're seeing the United States get a very specific uh, brand of propaganda. Propaganda. Mm -hmm. We see China getting their own custom version, and Russia, and many of countries they're being set up in the future where they take on America mm -hmm. in the way that we were set up in the 80s and 90s to take on. I mean, I'm seeing this now, Alan. I want to get your thoughts on that. That this staging by the globalists of the next third world war to bring in the new world order. Mm -hmm. It's even worse than, than, it's even beyond that, you see. Uh, when you do see the same thing being done across the board, across the world, once again, you know there's coordination between countries at a high level to bring this in. Um, I was reading today uh, some stuff from uh, Brzezinski, who, who praised Stalin's era for many of the things that Stalin brought in. Remembering they believe that man goes through different stages in society through time and evolution, as they call it, social evolution. And he said that from the feudal system, the previous priestly theocratic system to, to the feudal system, uh, through to um, a, a private management system to Marxism, uh, then, then into a form of democracy, then post-democracy. He says these are necessary phases of transition. Now, if we look at how they use Marxism across the world, and remember the Club of Rome, one of the other big think tanks that, that Brzezinski and all these boys are connected with, and the Club of Rome, in their own book, uh, The First Global Revolution, they said the, the, the system they're bringing in across the world, that they most favor for controlling the public across the planet was collectivism, meaning Sovietism, Sovietization. In the Marxist theory and Sovietization, you always have a cultural revolution. And a cultural revolution brings up a generation of children to, uh, who are literally trained to hate the adults for causing all the problems that they're born into. 
We see Al Gore going across the world. There's even a, a, a video up there on YouTube where Al Gore is telling a, a bunch of children up, up to the age of 12 that they now know things their parents don't know about the environment. And it's up to them to change the world, bypassing the parents completely. In the Cultural Revolution in China, they did a similar thing in Russia. They were literally killing off the older people. I'm talking about middle-aged people and under because they were contaminated with old ideas. You see, we, are being, we the older people right now, are, are, are classified and targeted in the schooling system as being the cause of all the problems that these youngsters are born into today. Well, that, that adds to the whole divide. And we are divided. Many people are divided and, and they, have, they have fights with their family and friends over they love Obama or not. Yep. Uh, or, or issues over... It becomes like blasphemy, like a religion. When mm -hmm. you buy into the official version of what is causing climate change. This would be a good time to go over this new report here. Uh, sunspot cycle impacting global warming and cooling. So there's more information coming out that there are uh, external factors beyond what is taking place down here on planet Earth that are affecting the temperature of the planet. The sun has been very quiet with a decreasing number of sunspots and flaring since January 2002. And predictions of return to the high Earth cycle seen at the end of the 20th century uh, have not verified. Uh, but there have been some recent signs of increased sunspots as of early to mid-June, but it's too soon to tell if it will prove meaningful, according to the mainstream report. But they're at least admitting some news, mm -hmm. uh, some things that we already know. Because yeah. other planets are being uh, affected by uh, the sun's output, and that is, in turn, affected by something else going on in the solar system. But mm -hmm. that's the report, the calm on the surface of the sun ultimately will have some say in the course of weather across the Earth. For one, if the sunspot pattern does not revitalize soon and continues for the next few months or years, it is conceivable that a more uh, volatile pattern uh, of, of trial formation and cold intrusions could occur with the polar ice caps undergoing some growth and global sea surface temperatures less prone to rise in critical areas. So I brought that up, Alan, because mm. this is not a warm summer right now. No, we're going through a cooling phase for quite some time. There's lots of evidence out there now by top scientists, but it's been ignored because this is an agenda. It's got nothing to do with facts. And, and it's been made quite clear that the, at the IPPC at the United Nations, uh, the scientists, who are mainly not scientists at all, one guy was a garbage collector who's now on the board, are getting paid big money to make sure this agenda uh, of global warming is, is a mantra that's going to be pushed across the world because the, the intention is to control all of us uh, because of with carbon uh, output, etc., uh, and blaming us again for our consumption. Remember, this is the system we're coming into now is to be a post-consumerist society as well as a post-democratic one. And we're going to be trained that we will, we will pay, we will literally pay for every breath you take. That's what's coming down the pike. And that's, that's what I thought about since I was a boy. Yeah. Alan, uh, knowing about growing up in a technological control grid, I was used to wonder, you know, even when I grew up living on the farm down Aurora, mm -hmm. I grew up in a day where our brains were scanned by machines. Yep. And the technology is here. Will I grow up in a day where supercomputers hold data about it? Or will I grow up in a day where there's some sort of a breathing patch? And I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, have wondered these things. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's very interesting. But going to the next topic, which is Iran, things manifesting there. There's one version of reality, obviously the version of reality that is being portrayed by CNN. There's a green revolution uh, that's backed by the people yep. uh, in Iran, but in fact uh, we are finding information that the CIA 
uh, even though Obama claims that CIA involvement in Iran is patently false, we see the Iranian interior minister saying Western intelligence is behind the riots and unrest, uh, CIA in particular. We also see the CIA admitting this and Zbigniew Brzezinski. So, what is your take on this situation here? It looks like they are trying to get this war going, but if they get this war going, for those that know about the Shanghai Cooperation Organization and Iran's ties with China and Russia, this is going to be a third world war. It will not be isolated in one region. I don't think it will even go that far. Um, I read a report last year from mainstream uh, to do with the uh, George Bush signing uh, the go-ahead, the orders for the subversion and infiltration and penetration of Iran by covert forces. That was mainstream media. Well, we're, we're simply seeing the start of it now. And they sent people in a, a year ago or more uh, to start encouraging the students to push for democracy and all this kind of stuff, pitch, giving them a wonderful idea of the West. It's so funny because we in the West now are, have no democracy. We're post-democratic. We're getting told what to do here now. Our elections are rigged. Everything is rigged. But, I mean, we're not, we're not democratic anymore. Whether the people voted for him or not. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing politicians across the Western world in unison dictate down to, their, to the public. They don't even pretend anymore to play with you. They're simply dictating orders from above. That's post-democratic. And, and we're seeing authorities being given more, author more, more power and services even be given authoritarian power. So we are post-democratic. But they're using this uh, con game in Iran to destabilize the country. And what they're doing, uh, they'll get two factions fighting against each other, but some, even the ones who want to be democratic still want to have uh, a national-type government. Well, they don't get it, you see. They're both going to wipe each other out, and in come, will come the, the, the true government once they've wiped each other out, which is post-democratic and international. What was also interesting, Alan, was that video that CNN showed, the graphic, graphic video, and of the, of the young girl being shot by the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard, mm -hmm. and that video, you can tell when the life is le le leaving someone. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like you look at a picture of a human being, his wife in that, and the picture of a dead human being, you can tell the eyes, yep. this was soul, there's no life. So people are watching this video on YouTube as the life left her. This uh, engineered response to trying to create the population. Oh my God, it's horrible what happened. There's a lot of good people protesting over there because they, they, they don't know what else to do. They're just being directed by the CIA. Well, again, Brzezinski said... They use that as a pretext for war. Yep. They'll use that as a pretext to destroy other innocent civilians, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's no problem. You see, the media is an essential arm of government. And so we've got embedded reporters going through the last war. Remember, this war has been going on since Gulf War One. It's never stopped. This is a war for the entire Middle East and all, all of its resources and to change its structure into a standardized uh, society as the rest of the world is and uh, non-theocratic and uh, that's what it's all about but um, the media itself the same media remember wouldn't show anything when they were starving half a million to a million people to death in Iraq during the blockade uh, you know, they wouldn't show you the pictures of th thousands of people dying then, but they'll show you this one because it's in the favor of the fact that these people are nasty and bad and we've got to go in there and do something about it. Now, Brzezinski said that in his own book, uh, Between Two Ages, he says, we will have to use American forces to finish this work across the world 
and, and this is written in the 1970s, but he says at present the United States is too democratic. Well, look what's happened since then. The United States is not democratic anymore, and we've got used to it from 2001 to the present that we just go anywhere we want uh, with the troops and just shove them in, and there's no protest back home. So literally, psychopolitics has been played on the American people and the Western people as they're doing the same thing across the world in geopolitics. You know, it's interesting how many Obama supporters out there don't know about Henry Kissinger talking about using food as a weapon in yeah. the mid-1970s. I want to read this report here. I do believe there are natural factors that are affecting crops, but there are also unnatural man-made disasters also that are also going on that affect crops around the world through weather manipulation. And so I want to read this report. Global starvation imminent as U.S. faces crop failure. You know, you know, it, it's the World Health Organization. It is the, uh, you know, it's the United Nations. They are the ones coming out with these headlines, and they are the ones with their new world order. They're going to not be great at the saviors when people are starving. So let's read this. The world faces mass starvation following North America's next major crop failure, and it could happen even before the year's end. It's in this fall. See how much stuff's going on this fall? Plan for this fall? So says Chicago-based Don Cox who is one of the world's leading experts on agriculture commodities, so much so that Canada's renowned BMO financial group named the fund after him. Climate change will cause shorter crop growing seasons, and the world's underdeveloped farming sector is ill-prepared to make way for the shortfall, according to him. He has been following the farming industry for many years and benefits from more than 35 years of institutional investment experience in Canada and the United States. Uh, in particular, an imminent crop failure in North America will have particularly dire consequences for major overseas markets that are highly reliant on U.S. crop imports. Sadly, this scenario could have been avoided had success of North America's government not weaken the farming industry with too much political interference. Uh, your comments? Well, if you go into the Council on Foreign Relations site, especially the one at Chatham House in London, that's, that's really the Royal Institute for International Affairs, that's its official name. They've got, they've got whole think tanks working on this very thing, food shortages. They've had that for the last 10 years, working on the coming food shortages. So it's now time to push it in their face. Now, five, five agribusinesses own the entire foodstuff of the planet now. That's why it's happening. It's part of a warfare strategy. And the, the United Nations Department of Agriculture had stated years ago, uh, when the woman was in charge of it, she said, uh, we shall, food has always been used as a weapon for control, and we, we shall use this weapon. That's what you're seeing coming down the pike again. Uh, when the United Nations was set up, the Department of Agriculture was, 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 it was mandated to eventually dish out portions of food to every nation. That's its ultimate goal. All food will come to the United Nations and be proportioned out to each country. And you'll get X amounts of beans or whatever as long as your population is at this number. If your number goes above it, then it's up to the nation to find ways of reducing that population. And we'll all go through this. We'll see it coming. And for two or three years uh, during this uh, crisis after crisis, we'll find out, they'll say, well, there's not enough food this year. We'll have to cut the quota even more. You've got to reduce your population even more. These guys are deadly serious. And they've written about this in their own books many years ago. And they're pushing all this propaganda about how, how we're just a cancer and a lot of people... Yes. Um, what they're hearing from the repeaters, they repeat the same thing over and over and over and expect us to accept it into our belief system yep. that, that it's 
solely a matter of the numbers, not the way that we live. Mm -hmm. They try to masquerade as the guys of sustainability, but yet why are they consolidating power uh, to this great extent using technology to control the masses and taking control of natural resources in multiple third world nations in this nation that mm -hmm. control groundwater. If you have groundwater or whatever, uh, water in, in the soil, they want to, the federal government, take over that land or uh, privatize rainwater in Latin America. Mm -hmm. uh, and so how can they really care about the people of the world and talk about sustainability when they're literally taking over the resources for themselves? Well, that's it. What they're doing is, is see, resources, uh, if you're at war with the world, and they are at war with the population, Populations across the planet, then you must go after everything an, an individual will need to live, and that's is, is as simple as that. That's exactly what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. This is warfare strategy. Yeah. We are almost out of time with you, Alan. In the next five minutes that we have you, I'd like to get your thoughts on the future. Your warning, because the reality is, is we might not be doing this. I'm glad you're, you came on again. It's the fifth time Alan Watts been on. We also had him on um, the We the People Radio Network. And I talked to him. Because, I mean, he, he's full of a lot of information. But Alan, we, we don't know that we're going to be here this time next year mm -hmm. because this facility is having some financial issues. Yep. And I don't think things are going to get better, and neither do you, mm -hmm. with this manufactured economic crash. First part, your warning to the world, things to look for, and then solutions preparedness, things of that nature? Well, people should be prepared definitely for at least uh, short-term food shortages and should be stacking up. They should be doing this for years anyway, regardless of the economy. And uh, they, they can't lose their heads when they're hit with panic after panic after panic. Most of the panics are fake. And uh, once you realize that, that it's... Paralyzing fear. Paralyzing fear, absolutely. Because uh, when this, the same techniques were used in prison camps when they executed people. You keep them in a state of fear. They constantly know what's it today. We're getting pulled out to get shot or the next day and so on. They use this in interrogation as well. They blindfold them and bring them out, uh, fire guns in the air, put them back in. You, d you just don't know when your time is. And then the people break down. And once they break down, they become very compliant. They obey orders. That's a technique that's been used across the planet with crisis creation. So people must keep their heads. Uh, they must... Um, uh, you, it's, it's almost too late to go out and help other people, to be honest with you. Most of the bulk of the populace have never been conscious to be lost. You have to, you have to be somewhere to be lost. The general public have been brainwashed since birth. Uh, and it's been continued with the brainwashing with the media up to the present and if you try to tell them what's really happening they will never believe you but if you put a, a famous face on television they'll believe anything anything at all and there's not much we can do about that we can look after each other ourselves prepare for the worst and if nothing else hopefully we can come through this with the knowledge uh, regardless of what happens so that some people in the future maybe intergenerationally remember this has been a long long term war it's been on for centuries really then it, it might take centuries to break through it but knowledge has to be passed on and the truth and facts and history the real history has to be passed on to those to come yeah majority of the people watching the show right now if they're in Portland I believe are watching via digital TV and they control the horizontal and the vertical mm -hmm. We're looking at a very short time span now. They want uh, United Americas by 2010. Uh, in Canada, it was announced, for instance, 
the, the, the first major open signing happened in 2005 at Waco, Texas, with Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. Yeah, that that was. This, they said that five more to go, or they'd be finished by 2010. They said they've already admitted here they've integrated all their security forces, intelligence networks. They're using FBI computers with all their networking and data in Canada, and vice versa. Um, we were also integrating at the moment, happening for the last three years, our taxation and import duties. Uh, uh, bureaucrats in Ottawa can apply for equivalent positions in Washington, D.C., and vice versa. The average American doesn't know this is already happening. But it's, it's announced up here in Canada, in the mainstream media. So that's to happen. Then the UN by 2012 is to be brought up to its proper uh, status as the world, at least the front for the world governments, and uh, under an authoritarian system. And there's bye-bye to any idea of democracy because they don't believe. They truly don't believe. And they're trying to train the people right now. You don't really need democracy. Experts are taking care of you now. We've had this nonsense for 25, 30 years. And people believe it. You know, a lot of people in the environmental movement, the controlled environmental movement, yeah. uh, and a lot of grassroots activists believe that it's just simply the problem of civilization, not mm -hmm. the world order. That's right. Exists. I do think there are some problems of civilization at work here, but I think the very fact that we keep believing these people mm -hmm. and keep going through this as, as, as humans, as a species, it just gets worse and worse over time. Giving over our power to these beautiful people that know how we think how our emotions work, that is a problem of civilization. That, mm -hmm. see, it seems like if we're responsible for one thing, we may not be responsible for, for launching the missiles. We may not be responsible for all these things that the people controlling the government are doing, but we are responsible for allowing it to go on without saying anything. We are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And, and this nonsense about giving up all freedom for security, if you have no freedom, you have no security. That, that's, that's an old, ancient statement from previous civilizations have gone through similar things. Uh, you have to have personal freedom and personal privacy, etc. We, we're not perpetual children. They're, they're training us to believe that we never become adults. We're perpetual children till the day we die. So let the experts guide us through our lives and dictate to us how we should live. No, that's not living. And they have no more right to tell us how to live than we have the right to tell them how to live. Alan, thanks for coming on. Let's do this again on my show in Oracle, maybe in a month or so. Good too, yeah. Okay, tell my audience about CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and what they'll find there. Yes, they're going to CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and you can see uh, what I have for sale. That keeps me going because I don't ask for money for any of the shows I'm on. And you, you also get uh, access to free uh, archives of th uh, hundreds and hundreds of talks I've given where I try to s show you the big picture and go through the histories of these big organizations. They're really one organization that uh, are bringing the world into this so-called new world order and sustainable development, which is rapid depopulation, really. It's, yeah. it's important that we learn to work together, too. You and I had a kind of a debate, and I was a little, you know, we were debating about 2012 and different theories, and we, we, have, we have some different views there. Mm -hmm. But we have more things in common than things that separate us, and that's the advice to the audience, you know. I mm -hmm. can sit here and bring Alan Watt in, even though, you know, you remember last time, Alan, when we were talking. And it's important to put those differences aside and come together because stuff is coming down the wire right now. Oh, it's coming down fast. And they're even talking about 30 years of, of uh, ongoing strife 
and riots across the Western world from the, from the NATO think tanks. Well, these guys, as far as they're concerned, they've plotted the future, and therefore they're going to make it happen. It's up to us to alter it somehow or another. Alan, thanks for coming on.